This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes 1 through 4. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0, as well as other Manscaped items. That's manscaped.com. What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And yes, yours truly is back in the building. That's right. We are back in South Carolina after enjoying a wonderful week in Mississippi. A special shout out to all my family members. It was so great uh, to see some of my family members. Man, it was like the first time I seen my family in like almost two and a half years, man, because everything that was going on with the pandemic and everything like that really had a great time, really was excited to uh, do some shows down there in Mississippi. Uh, my family was able to watch me actually do a show, but I'm back and I'm ready to talk about what we're all here for the New Orleans Saints. But before I get started, man, I, I just got to mention this. I got to, man, I want to give a special shout out. Uh, to my sister, uh, Paige. Uh, she's over uh, Casey Lauren Embroidery. Uh, she does, uh, you know, embroidery work on tiles and different items. And she was nice enough, man, to hook me up uh, with this wonderful, beautiful uh, SOTS gift ba basket, man. This, this is wonderful right here. Uh, it has some uh, SOTS, uh, you know, merchandise that she uh, embroidered herself and also, just some items, man. My wife, uh, who was actually uh, out of the country, uh, she was, uh, you know, on vacation, and her and uh, my sister were communicating, and they got together and got me that wonderful, wonderful gift basket, man. So, shouts out to my my sister. 
uh, and my beautiful wife, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm such a lucky guy. And anybody that needs some embroidery work, y'all check my sister out. Uh, she's on Facebook at Casey Lauren. Uh, designs by Casey Lauren. Y'all check her out, man. Look at her merchandise. She does an outstanding job. And, um, man, she hooked that up for me, man. I can't wait to use some of those items. But let's go ahead and uh, get into uh, the Michael Thomas uh, talk, man. Uh, <clears throat> while I was on vacation, um, I actually seen this article come out. Shouts out to Who That Dish. Um, and, and the article uh, was, well, no, not Who That Dish. I pop- well, actually, it was Who That Dish. Uh, fans cited. And the article says, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas listed as a trade candidate for Ravens. And, um, of course, this wasn't an article that they actually came out with. It was basically an article that was written by Bleacher Report, and it had the Baltimore Ravens as a likely a likely destination for Michael Thomas. And, of course, a lot of people were saying, like, this is just wishful thinking. The Saints aren't going to do it. But if the Saints were going to pull the trigger on number 13, this would be a great landing spot for him. Uh, first off, um, I know a lot of people are putting a lot of stock into what happened to Michael Thomas last year. Uh, you know, him missing all the games that he played. I only think he played it might be like six regular season games. He was in and out of the lineup from an injury that, that was plaguing him throughout the season that and when he hurt himself uh, in week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you have a lot of people out there that for some apparent reason, anytime uh, a Saints player end up getting hurt, uh, he's the most likely guy to get traded. I mean, I don't understand Saints fans. I don't understand some of y'all. I really don't. I don't understand how some of y'all just think, you know, like like guys don't get hurt. Like guys aren't going to get hurt. Like we look at people like Drew Brees and we look at people like Cam Jordan. Then all of a sudden we just think that, oh, if everybody's not like Drew Brees and everybody like not like Cam Jordan when it comes to injury, then those guys are damaged goods. They're a waste of time. Blase, blase. Anybody that thinks, and I'm not stuttering when I say this. Anybody that thinks that Michael Thomas needs to be traded, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm serious. You're an absolute idiot. This guy is the best wide receiver we have seen in a very long time that ever uh, wore the black and gold. I mean, you got to go back to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can talk about Marcus Colston. You can talk about uh, Joe Horn. But this guy is better than both of those guys. You know, the, he he's better than both of them. He's, he's a better pass catcher than both of them he's a better route runner than both of them he's a better blocker than both of them uh you know what i'm saying he's more physical than both of them and i just don't understand how saints fans work we are so spoiled by the success of this football team that we just think that we can just put any human being in this in these guys places and nothing will change at all we are so spoiled at watching guys like cam jordan and watching guys like Drew Brees, and watching guys like Alvin Kamara, and Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles, and all these other guys over the course of time, and we just automatically assume that anybody that the Saints put in these guys' place, all of a sudden, these guys, they're not going to miss a step. There's a reason why the Saints, who had Brandon Cooks back in 2015, and when they got Michael Thomas in 2016, they decided to get rid of Brandon Cooks over and keep Michael Thomas. And it wasn't like Brandon Cooks was trash. And it wasn't like Brandon Cooks couldn't ball. And it wasn't like Brandon Cooks wasn't out there uh, owning up uh, to being a first-round draft pick. None of that stuff. Like, he was he was a really good wide receiver. 
but the Saints decided to keep Michael Thomas. And every single year Michael Thomas has been in a Saints uniform, his numbers have elevated. He has had one season after another season better than that season and the season before that. This guy continues to get better. Now all of a sudden the guy gets hurt, and now we're questioning, is this guy good or not? What in the hell are y'all smoking? We need to start appreciating how good these football players are and stop buying into what the media is trying to feed us. Stop trying to feed into the nonsense when a guy gets hurt trying to get rid of him. You had people a couple of years ago talking about getting rid of Alvin Kamara when this man was playing at 70-some-odd percent. Every time a guy gets hurt, ever since I've been doing the State of the Saints podcast, that has that has been the, the solution to all the problems, no matter how, how good or how bad a guy is. Trade him, trade him, trade him. Why do we always just automatically just want to trade a guy? Michael Thomas has more catches than any other wide receiver in the 101 years of football than any of those guys in one season. This guy led the league in receiving yards the year before he got hurt. What in the hell out of anything that I just said would tell you that the Saints need to get rid of a guy like that? And for all those people out there that's buying into this whole logic, oh, he's slant boy. All he do is run slants. He runs slants. Slant, 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 slant. How many times do, do people have to come out? The man himself, Drew Brees, has to come out and tell you that he was limited over the last couple of seasons of his career. He could not push the ball down the field. So somebody answered this question for me. If he's limited, he's only limited to do a few things. How in the hell can he run a, 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 a streak route? How in the hell can he run a deep post? How in the hell can he get behind a defender? Somebody tell me that. Explain that to me because maybe I'm missing something. Drew Brees, several interviews since he's retired, says that he was limited. Sean Payton said he was limited. Teammates said he was limited. So what was Michael Thomas is supposed to do? Is Michael Thomas supposed to run streak routes to appease you, to make you happy? Is he supposed to streak down the field knowing good and God doggone well he's not going to get the football because his quarterback can't get him that football? Or is he going to play into the strength of what his quarterback does best, which is those short intermediate routes and him winning those battles? What is he supposed to do? Anybody that thinks that Michael Thomas is supposed to be traded, anybody that believes that Michael Thomas is a shell of himself, anybody that believes that Michael Thomas is not going to do anything pending injury except be one of the best wide receivers in football as he has been throughout his entire time in the National Football League, you are an idiot. And I didn't stutter when I say that. But I want to thank everybody for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to answer a few questions, man. I'm going to, uh, you know, see what you all have to say. And uh, we're going to take it from there. Uh, Kimo says, I never understood them type of fans. Neither do I. I, I, I don't understand that. This, this quick fix logic that Saints fans have. This quick fix, like things can be just done. Like, just go ahead and trade him. Oh, he hurt. He limping off the field. Let's just go ahead and trade him. Oh, he missed one week. Oh, he ain't there. 
he he missed four weeks he missed six weeks oh we can't count on him let's go find somebody else guys are going to get hurt guys are going to be injured guys are going to limp and, and get carted off the field it's just how the game is played there's a 100 percent injury rate in the national football league it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that's why teams put so much emphasis in depth that's why depth is so important to teams that's why it's so important for teams to have guys to come in because they know for a fact nine times out of ten probably 99 times out of 100 they are not going to finish the season with the same guys that they thought were going to be on their depth chart why is it so hard for some of us to understand this this is ridiculous man i cannot believe that this is even a conversation you know what I'm saying? Even in a in a in a slow in a slow news uh, time like this, the time before mini camp and training camp is always the slowest, right? Because we're anticipating training camp, and we come up with these BS logics and solutions to try to appease the masses. And for some apparent reason, the the the, the masses seem to to just bite on the hook like some freshwater fish. Like, come on, man, give me a break. This dude is not being traded. There's no way in the world that the Saints are going to trade the best wide receiver in football over the last couple of years he was playing. If you want to go on analytics, give me a break, man. What are we talking about? 504 says, salute, TJ. I don't see this trade happening. Michael Thomas is here with us moving forward. A lot of these Saints fans won here uh, for the Jim Everett <laughs> days or so on. They came on uh, when Peyton and Breeze uh, rain begin well look 504 i can't knock them for that because i think we have to go ahead and just throw that out of the window all right we got to go ahead and throw that out of the window because that's just the way things are like people tend to care about people when they become successful they start to buy into the success of teams think about this man when people start talking about the golden state warriors of course they're talking about draymond uh steph curry clay thompson they are talking about those Golden State Warriors. They're not talking about the Golden State Warriors when Latrell Sprewell and Tim Hardaway and Chris Mullins was there. You know what I'm saying? People like success. People start to buy into success. When teams begin to become successful, that's when they start developing a fan base. I mean, look at the Hawks. Look at the Suns. Look at the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at these teams right now. Look at the Clippers. All of these teams have something in common. They have been snake-bitten franchises over the last decade. Now, I one out of the two out of these four teams are going to the NBA Finals, right? Nobody was thinking about no Suns. Last time somebody probably was thinking about the Suns, probably Amari Stoudemire was there and Steve Nash. Nobody was checking for these teams. Success brings eyes to the product. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds weird. I know it's, it's absolutely ridiculous at times, but it's just the way things are. People are attracted to success. So when people say, oh, nobody was a Saints fan when before Sean Payton and Drew Brees got here, I hate to say it, man, but I can't too much blame them. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't much to chill about. You know what I'm saying? Some people started to buy into the success of the New Orleans Saints because the Saints gave them something to buy into. I mean, I don't make the rules. That's just the way things go. It's like when people say, oh, when LeBron travels, they travel. Oh, LeBron goes to Cleveland, I'm a Cleveland fan. LeBron goes to Miami, I'm a Miami fan. LeBron goes to the Lakers, I'm a Laker fan. Same way. That's how people are. 
people are attracted to success, right or wrong. That's just the way things go. So when people say they've been fans for 15 years, that's a long time when you think about it. Because you got to think about this. You got kids out there, 8, 9, 10 years old. All they know is the Saints being a relevant football team. If you're in your 20s, if you're like between the ages of 20 to 25 years old, all you have seen probably in your lifetime is the Saints being one of the most successful franchises in football. Now, if you're like me and you're 34 years old, you've seen the Saints in the 90s when they probably weren't as successful and you've seen them as the laughing stock of football. But if you're talking to a 24, 25-year-old fan, of course, all they know is prosperity. So for that, I can't knock them. I can't knock them for that. But I will say this. Don't tell me about the Saints and don't want to don't talk to me about solutions or man, this team sucking all that kind of stuff there and falling off the bandwagon. Because I can tell you, as a as a fan of this team for years, I've seen worse. There's nothing the Saints can do to me that can be worse than what I've seen in my youth. <laughs> I'm just being serious. There wasn't much to cheer for. Okay. So when people say bandwagon fans been a fan since. 2006 you got to put that in context okay if this is a 40 some odd year old fan that became a saints fan later on maybe the joke would be able you know maybe you can call them a, a bandwagon fan but a fan that's probably 20 some odd years old probably all they know is saints fan i mean all they know is drew Brees as the saints quarterback that's all they can remember probably remember little spurts of when aaron brooks was the quarterback i can't knock him for that because 15 years is a long time when you think about it, man, in real time. In real time, man, I'm just being serious. Think about this. There's a kid right now. If Drew Brees came to the Saints at the age, and, and they were the age of 10 years old, that person is 25 years old, five years before they hit the age of 30. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, just, I'm just being serious. So we got to put this into perspective. Who are we talking about here? Who are the bandwagon fans? Because a lot of these fans, they, they don't understand if the Saints go through hardships because they never seen that before. They never really seen the Saints be at their worst. Some of us have, and that's why we don't panic when every situation comes around because we've seen this before. But if you are a Saints fan stemming back from the age of 10 when Drew Brees came along and you're 25 and – I can understand you being a little bit nervous, but at the same time, I would tell that 25-year-old, that 24-year-old to trust the process. That's what I would tell. So I can't knock him for that. Let's see. Mario says, hit that like button. Yeah, please hit the like button if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast. Robert says, speaking of depth, uh, with the amount of game teams playing, the roster needs to increase. Well, they increased it by a few more, but not not – as much as I, as a fan, would like. Um, I think I want to say 58 is now the, the number, but I think you're going to need a little bit more than that. Me personally, I think 53 was a little bit too small because you had guys getting injured in real time and you had other – You had it, it changes the way that teams basically have to run defensive schemes. So I think maybe between 60 to 65 guys. You know what I'm saying? On the active roster should be suffice. That that's that's just me. Uh I, I don't like the 53 and I don't like the 58. Julie says he's not going anywhere. It's just the media trying to start a BS rumor. I agree with that. Uh why are you crying? I don't understand what that means. 
Uh, but you know, I'm not crying. You know, I'm just I'm just being honest about the situation. You know, especially with fans that don't really understand football, but want to try to tell people like me who eat, sleep, and breathe football about football. Oh, for those fans, man, I, I just got to say, if you're buying into what the media is selling you, you're an idiot. I don't, I don't feel bad about that because you have to, you have to think about this situation. You have to really think about it. But some of us watch television, and television tells us how to think. We watch, we li- we read these sports articles, and these sports articles tell us how to think and feel, right? You know what I'm saying? Like just because a guy picks up the phone and maybe somebody on the other end gives them. You know what I'm saying? A little bit of a leak don't mean that they're going to be right all the time, right? It, it don't always mean that, but I don't buy into what people are selling because, I mean, I understand how media works, how television works, how journalists work. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's about keeping eyes on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, people get off on being a, another person's source. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like giving that person power. And, and if if that power goes into the wrong hands, some people abuse that power. You know what I'm saying? They, they use it almost, you know what I'm saying, in, 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 in negative and nefarious ways because they know that they can get people to react the way that they want them to react. It, it, it's, it, it's the thought of creating barbershop talk across America. It's about ha- um, going on shows like the one I have right now, going into the comments, trying to go back and forth with a with a host of a show, right? That's what they want. But all I can say is don't take the bait. Don't take the bait and don't buy into what what they're talking about because some of them do know what they're talking about. I'll give them credit for that. But for the most part, people just like to, you know, put the little pieces in place, you know, in order to create chaos. You know what I'm saying? And create storylines. And also to create appeal for their product. Mike P ain't going. Uh, Mike T ain't going nowhere no time soon. I agree with that. Kirkland says I think they see how New England has done in the past with players and still win. You know that old trade uh, them a year early before a year too late. With that logic, we would have traded Breeze in 2015. No way we trade Mike T. We didn't make it. Uh, we didn't make him the highest paid receiver for no reason. Kirkland, that's a very good point, and and that's the thing right there. Like we we buy into what other teams have done. Just because it works for one team doesn't mean it's going to work for another team. I'm going to say that again. Just because it works for one franchise, one team, does not mean it's going to work for another team. So Saints fans that, that fall into the inboxes, stop telling me about what New England and what Baltimore and what Indianapolis did in order to save their, you know what I'm saying, their salary cap or save their team because every team is different. Understand that every team is different. You don't have to go out here trading guys left and right in order for you to have a championship product. Now, I am a firm believer in not building your team about an embarrassment of free agents coming into your organization. I do feel like you need a good front office good scouting team to scout some of these guys coming into the national football league. And you develop those guys with a good coaching staff and you combine those guys with some seasoned veterans and maybe one or two pieces in free agency. And you become a championship contender. There is not a coincidence that the new Orleans saints back in 2017 had one of the best draft classes, if not the best draft class in the national football league 
And these guys have been a catalyst for success over the last four years for the New Orleans Saints. You know what that tells me? That tells me that my logic of getting guys through the draft and combine them with one or two free agents like a Demario Davis and, and, and like a Janoris Jenkins or like somebody else that go on the other side will help you become successful. It don't take, oh, we're going to get Clowney. Oh, we're going to get Drake Kirkpatrick. Oh, we're going to get Richard Sherman. And even though I want Richard Sherman, but at the same time, even if they don't go that route, I have faith that they can develop Paulson Adebo to be what they want him to be. That is faith in your team. That is how you become a championship contender. That is how you win consistently. Okay. One or two, one, one, what's the point of this, right? We want the Saints to win the Super Bowl. We do. We this this is why I'm having this show right now. This is why you come here to have these type of conversations in the chat. We want the Saints to win the Super Bowl. But think about this, folks. If the Saints go 2021 and they win the Super Bowl, do you want the Saints to still be relevant after that Super Bowl? Do you still want to see that team still generate success being in a championship picture for years to come? Or do you want them to sell their soul for one year? I don't want that to happen. I don't. I want the Saints to have continual success. I want the Saints to continue to win football games, to continue to be a relevant football team and not selling out and, and breaking the checkbook and, 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 and spending uh, an, a, an, a, an embarrassment of amount of money in order for them to win a Super Bowl. I want them to win a Super Bowl, but I want them to consistently be relevant in the National Football League. That is the recipe for success, ladies and gentlemen. Not getting a bunch of free agents, but building your team through the draft and getting pieces that, that you may need through free agency that's not going to exhaust your checkbook. Queen Latifah says, I like your T-shirt. Now, where are my royalties? Uh, <laughs> thank you very much for the $2, Queen Latifah. Uh Actually, just because you made a song called Unity don't mean that you, you know, that you created the word. You did not. Unity has been around since the beginning of the time. 94 people viewing this video and only 18 likes is really isn't all that hard. Viewers, smash that like button. Yeah, I agree with that, Gigatist. Go ahead and hit that like button if you're enjoying the show. If you're enjoying it, fine. If you're, you're not, you're rolling your eyes. Just, you know, you ain't got to hit the like button. But I encourage for those that are loving the show, hit the like button. Saints are not stupid to trade Michael Thomas. Knock it off. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Steve Burgess says, well, we were uh, shocked when Jimmy Graham got traded. I'm just saying. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked that Jimmy Graham got traded. Oh, Jimmy Graham got traded. Oh, it's a shock. You know what I'm saying? Look, that shot, if, if it was shocked, it only lasted maybe a couple of days. The way that Jimmy Graham went about his business, the fact that he was trying to create leverage, the way that Jimmy Graham was trying to manipulate the Saints into paying him like a wide receiver instead of a tight end, didn't surprise me at all. Uh, that's just the way the Saints roll. Don't believe me? Check this out. Akeem Hicks in the locker room. Talked about the Saints defense and talked about the locker room chemistry. Guess what the Saints did? Oh, they shipped them out of town. Bye-bye, Akeem Hicks. Got traded to the New England Patriots. Brandon Cooks, in a game that the Saints blew out the Saint, the then St. Louis Rams. The Saints blew them out, but Brandon Cooks didn't have a catch. Brandon Cooks 
went to his uh, agent. His agent said that Brandon Cooks wasn't happy. What did the Saints do in the offseason? They traded him. Bye-bye, Brandon Cooks. Went to New England. So you know what that tells me right there? You know what that says to me? If you're not a team player, the Saints are going to move you. That's just the way that it goes. The Saints don't want negative energy inside of the locker room. Those guys that you are talking about, the Jimmy Grams, right? The guys that I alluded to, the Brandon Cooks, the Akeem Hicks, are no longer on the Saints team because the Saints consider that type of behavior and that type of energy that they were on as toxic. The Saints are not trying to keep guys around in their locker room that gives them toxic vibes and creates a toxic environment. That's just the way that it is. They don't want that. There's a reason why Drew Brees said at the end of the 2016 season, he was contemplating retirement and it had a lot to do with the way that the locker room was. And there was a reason why he continued to play once the Saints changed that locker room around. Drew Brees wanted to be a part of that culture. Case in point, ladies and gentlemen, how shocked are you if Jimmy Graham got traded if he's not showing himself as being a team player? That's just the way the Saints work. Now, Michael Thomas got into it with uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson on a football field, but it wasn't a toxic environment. Guys fight with each other all the time. There are several situations where guys get heated and the coaching staff send them home. The only difference is we knew about the Michael Thomas situation. We knew about it. And we, because we knew about it, we had something to say about it. There are so many things going on in locker rooms that we would never know, never know about. So I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Anybody that that feels that way, you're entitled to your opinion. But to me, to me, I wasn't shocked, especially the way that, that Jimmy Graham did business. That's just not how the Saints work. Ashley says, I think the Saints can pull it off. Uh, I don't know exactly what we're talking about pulling it off, Ashley. I don't know if you're talking about the trade or winning it all. Um, trade, I don't see it happening. Winning it all is possible. Mario Berner, I snuck in, so I forgot. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. V-Law says a, a time of trade was signal we're entering rebuild mode. Man, Michael Thomas isn't going anywhere. Michael Thomas is a weapon for the Saints. Nobody can guard Mike. Michael Thomas can do a lot of things. And I think now that you have two guys that can play to the strengths of Michael Thomas, and I think it'll open up the playbook to a lot of things Michael Thomas can do. And I think that some of those people that's on the fence are going to change the way they look at Michael Thomas. Robert Jackson said the only wide receiver tight end that we have left uh, the Saints uh, with success was Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I agree. I'm multitasking tonight. Sound good to me, uh, Jerry. Uh, I've been a, a Saints fan uh, since paper bags were worn during the Dicker era. Yeah, that was a long, that's been a long time, man. Could be a dumb move to trade him since our wide receiver core isn't the strongest right now. And that's the thing, Clay. We don't know. We we really don't know how strong our wide receiver corp is. Like, oh, I, I, let me ask let me ask people this question that may feel this way: Are they are they not strong because they're not recognizable? I mean, or are they not strong because they're they're not good enough? There's a difference. A lot of us fall in love with names. A lot of us give a wide receiver corp credibility 
because we see the names of the individuals on the back of the jersey and that person has proven themselves to be you know what I'm saying like relevant right so if the saints were uh, a pick that i would suggest or like if the saints were to come out tomorrow and sign golden tate so the the addition of golden tate to be on the saints roster would change the way that you think about the new orleans saints wide receiver court but let me riddle me this what if golden tate comes to the new orleans saints play is pretty good but he is like 32, 33 years old right now. And somebody like Marquez Callaway or Kawhi Baker outplays him. Plays much better, right? Those guys go out there catch. Let's just say Kawhi gets about 500 yards. That's that's pretty that's, – that's okay for a guy probably in that, that spot. Uh, Marquez get about 650. The next year, will we have that same type of energy? Probably not. The only reason why we feel in the way that we do about these guys is because we don't see what, what they can do yet. We didn't know what Michael Thomas can do, right? We seen Michael Thomas come in opposite side of Brandon Cooks. If anybody would have said that they thought that Michael Thomas would be who he is today when the Saints signed him out of Ohio State, they're lying. Michael Thomas was not who he was today at Ohio State. At Ohio State, he wasn't even the best wide receiver on the team. They had five wide receivers that got picked before Michael Thomas. But it took some time and development for us to appreciate how special that guy is. So how, how, how in trouble is the Saints wide receiver core really? Think back again to the beginning of what I said at the beginning of the show. Drew Brees was limited when a lot of these guys' strengths was to stretch the field. Drew Brees was limited. He could not stretch the ball down the field where a guy like Deontay Harris, who can blow past a defensive player on a streak route, he can't get the ball because Drew Brees can't get it down there. If he runs a deep post, Drew Brees can't really get it down there. You know what I'm saying? Marquez Callaway, really good at those deep post routes. Drew Brees can't get it down there. Not disrespecting Drew Brees, an incredible quarterback. But at the same time, it's, it's hard to turn a mountain, you know what I'm saying, make a mountain out of a moat hill. If guys aren't really good at footwork and, and route running coming out of college and they're really good at, at stretching the field, it takes time for those guys to become good route runners. It takes time for those guys to really get good with the footwork. It takes time for guys to become good at blockers. Think about this. Maybe the New Orleans Saints took Michael Thomas because at that particular time, the strength of Michael Thomas was good feet, strong off the line of scrimmage, and can win those 50-50 balls, which he does really well. And that played into the strength of a quarterback that was slowly starting to lose that fastball around the first year of Michael Thomas's career. So for me to say, oh, the Saints are in trouble or they're very thin at the wide receiver position, I can't say that because Jameis might become the starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints, and all of this talk about us being thin at the wide receiver position might change. It might, we might look at these guys completely different because Jameis has the ability to do some things that Drew, towards the twilight of his career, couldn't do with some of these young guys. So we need to be very patient because in reality, we do not know what we had. Uh, another point, Mark Ingram leaves. 
Mark Ingram leaves, in comes Latavius Murray. I remember doing shows and people like Latavius Murray, not Mark Ingram. He going to suffer this, that, and the third. I told a lot of people, I said Latavius Murray is good. And if you look at Latavius Murray's stats over his career, line them up with Mark's, it's not really much of a difference. Latavius Murray, right now, a lot of people would consider him as one of the most underrated Saints players. We wouldn't have knew that at the time. A lot of us thought that we were really going to fall off a cliff when Mark Ingram left. And Latavius Murray played outstanding ever since he's been in the Saints uniform. So we have to give these guys time, and we have to understand that certain circumstances could, could change the way that we think about these guys completely. So let's, let's just give it some time. Let's give it some time for us to figure it out and see. And if it doesn't work, then we can go back to the drawing board and consider that. That's, that's all I'm saying. Don't, don't just you know say, oh, man, we fin at the wide receiver position. Because maybe we felt thin because Drew was limited. You know, you look at somebody like Traquan. What is Traquan doing right now? Look, if you look at some of the highlight tapes and working out with Jameis, what is he doing? He's stretching the field. If you go back to his UCF days when he was in college, that's how he played. He played on the outside, stretching the field. That's what that's what Traquan did best. So get these guys time to, to play and, and develop what they do best. Don't know how true this is, but it was on Yahoo Sports that the New Orleans Saints were supposed to be getting Giannis uh, this coming season. Uh, look, I don't know until it, it comes out. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to get um, Giannis or not. All I know is um, Giannis, uh, you know, is uh, one series away from the NBA Finals and possibly getting that monkey off his back. And, def and he definitely needs it, man. You know, a couple years ago, people were talking about he was soft. Last season, they were talking about how the Bucs uh, faltered because, you know, they were the number one seed at the time. Uh, You know, Giannis got to get that monkey off his back. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully he can. Yeah, I'm cheering for him. I like the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Trey uh, Young is doing an outstanding job. I like the scrappy, uh, scrappiness and the grittiness of the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Nate McMillan, one of the most underrated head coaches in basketball, done an outstanding job with the Hawks. But um, Giannis has to focus on finishing uh, the job. Uh, I would listen uh, to call, but Mike T ain't going nowhere for a couple of years. We just can't eat that cap hit right now. And that's another thing. Like, that that don't even make sense. Giga just says, I hope so. I'm not sure. Uh, I like Deuce. Uh, yeah, I like CJ Gardner-Johnson. I think he'll have a great season. I want to see him. Uh, hulk the ball more, get like five or seven interceptions. Uh, I don't really see that. In, I don't really see that in the future. Not the way the Saints play him. Saints really kind of play him almost like a, a linebacker. Like you know, what I'm saying he'd be all over the field, which I enjoy. And uh, he enjoys playing football. And I, I see uh, him becoming more and more confident and more and more better every single year. And he's tough. And uh, you know, I would love to see where his career is going to go. Josh says, I've never bought into the nonsense that the team that wins the Super Bowl is the best team in the league. It's just rubbish. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I think we get a better understanding to me. I think we get a better understanding when it comes to basketball than we do football. Uh, Sean Payton always says this all the time. Football is kind of like the NCAA tournament, the playoffs. The playoffs is like the NCAA tournament, right? 
Like if, if Duke was to lose to the number 14 or the number 15 seed, like on, you know what I'm saying? That's not, that's, that doesn't say that that team is better than Duke. If they had a best of seven series, you know what I'm saying? The Duke Blue Devils would win that series. You know, in football, you play bad one game, all of a sudden you get kicked out the playoffs or a missed field goal, a couple missed field goals, or somebody just makes a field goal, all of a sudden you're out. That's just the way that things go. Now, it, it, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. There are some instances where teams become lucky and they end up, you know, rolling you know, as backwards into prosperity, you know, but you know, it happens. That's just, that's, that's the thrill of football. That's why it's so exciting. You know, that's why we wake up during playoff time. So nervous with our hands sweating as if we are about to play, because we know if our team does not play well on that day, they're going home. But I mean, what makes us frustrating, what makes us frustrated about the situation is, you know, we look at a team like the saints, and we see the team that won the Super Bowl, and in our heart, the hearts, we know that we we are better, or we were better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we proved it on two different occasions, right? And it's hard; it's a hard pill to swallow when a team that you beat once on Week One dominated in the middle of the season, and and lost to in the, and when it mattered most in the playoffs, right? So, but I don't buy into it either, Jared. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't buy into it either, Josh. I'm sorry. It was not Jerry. Um, Jules says Lamar Jackson might want him on the team. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Uh, Jules, uh, that would be an awful decision if you're Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas would be going into a completely different situation, and I, honestly, I don't feel like he would be happy about it. I always say, man, when you have dominant receivers, when you have guys that are, are known for getting the ball, for known for making big plays, and you go to a team that – the quarterback is mostly known for being an RPO quarterback. They don't like that. They're not a fan of that, man. You know, because they know for a fact that their numbers are going to drop tremendously. That's why I didn't buy into the whole Julio Jones going to Baltimore uh, scenario that people had out there because it didn't make sense. You know, Julio Jones, I mean, to me, if he was retired, I think he would go into the Hall of Fame. He has some Hall of Fame type numbers. I think he would be considered for the Hall of Fame. If he was to go somewhere like Baltimore, his numbers would drop tremendously because you have to account for Lamar Jackson's running ability. And somebody like John Harbaugh and his offensive staff is not going to keep that horse in the barn. They're going to allow Lamar Jackson to do what he does best, what has been giving him success over the last three years of his career. It's just what it is. So if you get a guy like Julio, a guy like Mike, these guys aren't going to be happy. They're not. You go from having 16, 1700 yards receiving to about 1,000, 1100 yards because you go into an RPO style offense. That would be awful. And, and I don't think the guys would be happy. I think it would be extremely frustrating for guys like that. That's why you, man, you really didn't look at like star wide receivers going to Baltimore. It was almost like role playing guys almost there. You know, two, a two tight end set with Willie Sneed as your wide receiver. And a guy that starts to feel like Hollywood Brown, you know, like, you know, I, I, you can roll with that. You know what I'm saying? You, you can roll with that because those guys don't have an ego at that time because they know they roll. They're role players. These guys are uh, Danny Greens or, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, I don't know, you know, like Jalen Rose type guys. You know what I'm saying? Guys that are good, but role players.
remember the playbook will be very different. Yeah, I, I, it is. And that's the reason why the Saints minicamp was more classroom oriented, in my opinion. Mike T not going anywhere. I agree. Chris says, remember the playoffs this past year against the Bears? Deontay Harris burnt that guy down the field and Taysom waited too long to throw the ball. Yeah, I remember that. And he and they forced the fumble. Yeah, I definitely remember that. Yeah, that would have been a touchdown. He would have hit his head on a goal post, in the words of Shannon Sharp. Uh, we're going back to the in the old offense. Uh, we drew um on was strong when drew on was strong. Uh, Mike T and them young wide receivers are going to shine. I agree. I just say get look, I, I look, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I I just say give them time, man. I, I I'm just just give these guys an opportunity. Give them some time, you know. Give them some time to develop. What up, homie? Um, I'm farting like crazy tonight. Shout out to you and the Who Fart Nation. Go face Griller. <laughs> Thank you so much. Even though I don't think that's uh Ghost Face Griller. I'm gonna scroll down a little bit. Um, I do apologize, but before I do, want to remind everybody that the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of your purchase, right? Manscaped.com. All of your grooming needs are available there. Uh, Manscaped.com, promo code State of Saints. Um, all one word and save 20% off. Also, free international shipping for all the people that's listening across the pine, uh, you know, and all across the, the world. So Manscaped.com is your place. Strolling down a little bit, folks. I uh, apologize if I miss your comments, but just want to uh, speed up a little bit. Traquan Smith and Deontay Harris will make impacts this season on offense. Both of these guys possess world-class speed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I I like Traquan Smith. Uh, I, I just, you know, been following this guy in this offseason. Uh, the, the chemistry that he's developing with Jameis, uh, his work ethic, and really pushing himself to try to take that extra step. And I think it's a contract year for him, man. So it's his time to shine. So Traquan, I think that uh, the Saints like him a lot. I know Sean Payton does. This can be a a, a good year for him. And if uh, he can possibly name his price, if he doesn't come back to the Saints, maybe he can go to another team and, and be effective. But um, I can see somebody like Traquan being here for quite, quite some time. Uh, they just don't uh, leave Mike Thomas alone. You paid the man to do a job, let him do his job, and leave him alone. I agree, you know, but that's just the way we go. I, I said at the beginning, when guys start to get hurt for some apparent reasons that are way beyond me, we the the, the likely solution is to trade them. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, have you not seen this guy's production? Uh, like, guys are going to get hurt. So... I would appreciate, like, if, like I, I'm going to just be real. For all those out there that are sending me these emails about Michael Thomas need to be traded, please stop sending them to me. I, I promise you, man, if I start reading them and I see that, I'm just going to stop reading. I'm, like, give that to somebody else. Give them to the tinfoil hat guy out there, the 10-4 hat Saints fan that, that always thinks the conspiracy in the, you know, is going on there. Like, send it to him. I ain't got no time for this, man. Like, seriously. Like people talk about trade Michael Thomas, trade Michael. Thomas. I'm like, man, are you crazy? Are you insane? Are you high? That, that's all I want to know. Sam says Brandon Cooks was just fast, no yards after the catch. I agree. Uh, couldn't high point the ball. Cooks was just fast. Mike is the best I've ever seen. 
he's going to make Jameis look good. Yeah, he's definitely the best wide receiver the Saints ever had, in my opinion. I mean, he he possessed like all of the great qualities that you want in a wide receiver. You know, Mocha says, uh, "Hey, you do uh, do why you keep changing your name but keeping the same picture though?" Um, oh, I guess he's talking to somebody else. Shouts out to Mocha, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, Saints will finish four and thirteen. Uh, okay. Uh, I agree. Right, I guess that's, that's just some fan, not people that's not fans of the Saints, but fans of the state of the Saints, which I appreciate. Hockey, basketball, and baseball, you get seven chances. Football, you get one shot. That's it. True. When I go home. I'm late what I miss, but Mike T, wide receiver, number one. Preach. I agree. He is. Mike isn't going anywhere. Have y'all seen Sean say if nothing is is there just fine, Mike? Sean isn't letting him go. Yep. Uh, what are you smoking? This team will not finish worse than nine and seven or ten and six. Well, got to add an extra game, right? So it'll be nine and eight or ten and seven. So I agree. They're not. They're not uh, going to finish no worse than that. How many games are we going to win this year, TJ? I think we're going to win eleven and lose four. Well, uh, that'd be impossible because you got to add on the extra game. So they will be 11 and six, right? Because normally a team would be 11 and five. So they'll be 11 and six if you add the extra game, if you want to go that route, if you think they're going to win 11 games. All right. So they'll be 12 and five, 11 and six, something like that. Uh, who remember Feli Field? <laughs> hey, I remember Feli Field. Uh, y'all can keep sleeping on Jameis if you want. Complex, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, let's see. If all Mike does is slant routes, then defense should stop him. He's the hardest or working, most driven beast of the modern NFL. I agree. I ain't got no problem with the slant routes, and I don't think you should either. Look, I understand what people want, right? People like, you know what I'm saying? They like quick business. They like exciting. They like wild. That's why they love the fast break in basketball so they can see that windmill, like that between-the-leg dunk. People love to see those down-the-field plays. They like to see a person get behind the defense and catch the football. It's exciting. But as for me, there's nothing more exciting than converting a, you know, into a first down. There's nothing more exciting than getting into the end zone. I don't care how you do it, by land or by sea, all right, for all my military people out there. I don't care how you do it. As long as the objective – is successful okay to get into the end zone i don't care about any of that stuff like people like all he does is run slant i can care less all he run is street routes who cares right you'll never hear people saying all deshaun jackson do is run street routes you know what i'm saying nobody nobody says anything like that right nobody says all you know what i'm saying like Tariq hill does is is run down the field nobody says those things you know like so it, it's just the fact that people consider running slant routes as boring it's not exciting enough for them. In this ADD world that we live in, this ADHD world that we live in, everybody wants instant gratification. Everybody wants this microwave type uh, momentum thing going on. I can care less. All I care about, all I care about is winning. If you're winning football games, that's all I care about. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's three yards in a cloud of dust and you're playing hellacious defense or throwing the ball down the field and stopping somebody when it matters. As long as you're winning a football game, 
we got to stop buying into the nonsense we got to stop listening to these people that their main objective is to keep you watching and all they they will tell you any and everything they can as long as when the nielsen ratings come out your number is included in the analytics all right stop listening to these folks focus on what you actually see yourself and i understand there are a lot of people out there that probably watch shows like mine big q's uh nos uh cb uh over there at the who that nation chat line along with carly and, and all these other people like um ross and, and deuce Winham. i understand i understand our role but at the same time we have to understand too there's some disingenuous people out there that do things for nefarious reasons but we have to focus and see things with our own two eyes four eyes if you wear glasses okay you know what i'm saying two eyes and in your contacts if you're wearing contacts look at what you're actually seeing look at the numbers look at what you're actually watching look at these guys blocking look at these guys route running really take the opportunity to see what these guys are doing and tell yourself is what being shoved down your throats makes any type of sense at all these people told you the mainstream sports media these people told us that sean payton when he had an opportunity in a divisional round of the playoffs to put Jameis winston in a game for the trick play he chose Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill. Now, if you're not a Saints fan, you would say, man, that makes sense. But a Saints fan would understand that Taysom Hill had a knee injury and didn't play in the game. So by process of elimination, Jameis came into the game, did the trick play for the touchdown with Traquan Smith. So these are the type of things that people will tell you. They will tell the masses, and if you're not careful, you will buy into what they're selling. You would drink the proverbial Kool-Aid, and you will fall down that rabbit hole and be stuck in a well of ignorance, okay? And we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that with that nation. Do not fall down the well of ignorance, okay? Do not fall down the well of ignorance because there may not be a rope and a bucket that can pull you back up, all right? So just, just pay attention to what you see, all right? And I understand there are people that, that burn the midnight oil, that try to give you all credible information to the best of their ability. I know I do. But there are some people out there that are that will slicker, slicker than a can of oil, as they say, okay? They're snake oil salesmen. And they will sell you anything you want to hear as long as when the Nielsen ratings come out your name is on that analytical sheet or your number is on the analytical sheet. You know, don't take the bait folks. Don't take the bait. Then it says, bro, wait until 50. You'll have bifocals at least six eyes. Well, I wear glasses, Dennis. Um, I actually wear glasses. Um, I'm not wearing it right now because it leaves a glare. So I, I definitely wear glasses and, you know, being a diabetic, I got to get my eyes checked every single year. So, you know, I try to, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. And I, I'm trying not to, but, you know, hopefully, you know, my eye, my eyesight won't worsen or anything like that. So, but I definitely have to get my eye checked and I definitely wear glasses. Uh, now nah, Tommy Lee uh, is a hard pass for me. I don't want to see him or Austin, no impact car again. 
Lequan Baker, Deontay Harris, and Callaway do their thing, they can make plays. Well, I can understand that complex, you know, wanting some new blood. I'm excited about that. The Falcon defense is garbage. This guy is tripping here. Uh, look. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I thought I was going to get away and get out of this show without having to talk about the Falcons. Look, Falcon fans, I know that y'all love coming into shows like this. I know y'all love the State of the Saints podcast. I would, too. Okay? I would love to hear some talk about a team that actually is relevant. I would love to hear talk about a team that actually wins football games. I would love to hear about a team that actually makes the playoffs. And I definitely would love to hear about a team that actually keeps their star player. Okay, but y'all got to know y'all role, all right? Y'all got to know y'all role. There's nothing that Atlanta Falcon fan can tell me because the Atlanta Falcons, anybody that's around here dissing the New Orleans Saints, Anybody around here that's a Falcon fan, this and the New Orleans Saints need to understand that you all try to rob our liquor cabinet to get yourself drunk. Okay, understand that you guys tried to get Kai Harley out the accounting room, which y'all were unsuccessful. And y'all got terrified. No, as your general manager, who was the assistant GM of the New Orleans Saints, you guys got Tyler Davidson on the team and you guys basically are running schemes. Similar to that of the New Orleans Saints. You guys built through the draft getting guys like Kelvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts wanted to keep Julio Jones because you guys want the mass firepower with the New Orleans Saints. You guys look at the New Orleans Saints and what they do, and you guys try to pilfer it. Case in point, you guys wish you were the Saints. You wish your organization was ran as steady. You wish that you can win games despite somebody getting hurt and you wish that you actually had the fan base that we do and not a bunch of fair weather fans that come in from all parts of the world and might show up at an Atlanta Falcons game. You wish that you had the heart, the passion, the wherewithal to bounce off losses and still be saying, rise up in y'all case. Y'all wish that y'all can still say that instead of acting as if y'all wasn't in section 400, row C, I mean, row five, CC, you wish it was okay. That that's the way that I look at it. We are proud to be Saints fans. There's nothing that you all can say or do that can change our minds. Y'all can keep on holding on to that overall record that will soon be evaporated, and you all can go back and fall back into the basement that you all have been in for the last couple of years, and you all can continue to bow down to the kings of the south, and you can continue to light on coming to America. When Akeem walked into the room and John Amos was looking at the McDonald's handbook when he was the owner of McDonald's. Okay, so y'all can keep on looking at the Saints handbook and masquerading as Falcon, uh, you know, the Falcon way all you want to. But we all know the truth. You all are jealous of the New Orleans Saints and you damn sure wish that you were the New Orleans Saints. Moving on. Moving on. Please stop coming here acting like you know, like y'all high-ish. Okay. Stop it. Gigatis, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says glad you're sounding better and we're able to spend time with your uh your friendly peeps in the chat. Uh needing a hell now from you. Yeah, and since we're back at home, and since we on 5G here in the state of the Saints podcast studios, I can tell you all. Hell no. 
Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Elite guy says that called jocking from where I'm from. Yeah. Jocking. Straight up. Uh, y'all tried to steal our stadium name too. Yeah, we can't forget about that. RJ says, wow, forget the Falcons. I mean, I thought I was going to get out of here without talking about the Falcons. But lo and behold, somebody show up thought talking about the Falcons. Please. Please stop it. Matt Ryan got swept by Taysom, <laughs> by Taysom Hill twice. Exactly. Danny Dimes is the future Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, we talking about Daniel Jones. Uh, he got a long way to go. A long way to go. Okay. Dan, Danny Dimes looking like Danny Penny's right now when it comes to the quarterback position. Straight up. Uh, Falcons defense, a.k.a. the Legion of Fools. <laughs> Matthew says, facts. Cool guy says, I'm really nervous about the hole at cornerback, and we still need another linebacker and run and run stopping D-line guy if we don't get a start in camp. Well, let's see what we got, cool guy. Let's see how let's see how camp goes. And let's also uh see uh preseason, see some of these guys go out here and ball out. This this, you know, let let let's see what these guys can actually do. Let's see what an extra year under a belt for some of the younger guys, and let's see what some of these rookies can do. Sam says Atlanta doesn't have a personnel to run our system or the know-how. Uh, they are junk. And again, those uniforms are hot garbage. I agree. Daniel says, uh, thank you very much for $5. Says Saints. Dennis, I'm sorry. Dennis uh, for the $5. Uh, Saints, thank you very much, Dennis. Uh, TJ, don't forget about the naming rights. Exactly. Mercedes-Benz. They can have it, though. It's not going to help them win no games. Be kind. Thank you very much for being a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast. I appreciate that. John just says, rise up. Sounds like a failed ED commercial slogan. Yeah, man. I was actually in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> my wife, right? Okay, so we were we were traveling to Atlanta because um, on Monday night, we ended up staying in Atlanta because my wife flew out of Atlanta uh, to go uh, on a girl's trip. Okay, so we stopped in Atlanta. We stopped at this truck stop. And all of a sudden, I'm paying for the gas. I'm getting the little knickknacks that we get, the little snacks. And my wife comes to me and says, hey, you want a hat? And she pulls out, y'all know where I'm going with this, Atlanta Falcon hat. I I don't know if y'all know this or not. And my wife, you know, she's not really, you know, a person that's, you know, that's, you know, likes to be on camera or anything like that, like be recorded. But my wife is one of the biggest trolls that you're ever going to see at times, man. She knows how to get under my skin. And she knows just re- referring to me and a falcon in any way, shape, or form is, is the way to do it. But I thought she was like, I'm going to get you a falcon head. And all I can think about. Was- Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. That's all I was thinking about. I was like, no, no way. No siree Bob, as they say. Gigatis, thank you very much for your. Oh, you already read that. Thank you very much for your five dollars, Gigatis. Once again, I have one more uh, donation. I want to make sure I don't miss it there. Let's see. I want to say I read it, but I want to make sure I'm going back up. Gigatis, I read his. I read that one, and oh, okay. I think Gigatis. Okay, I think you donated twice. Thank you so much. But I want to see, I don't think I read your second one. 
Strolling back up to uh, Gigantus donation. Okay, yeah, it was the same one. But thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, Mocha says, uh, Falcons are definitely a delusional fan base, man, to say the least. It's just nothing like, look, there's nothing wrong with rooting for your team. There's just nothing you can tell me. Like, don't tell me nothing, okay? Don't tell me nothing. I, I ain't trying to hear it. Like, it, bro, that just like to me, like, on Monday, I come to school with a pair of brand new Fred Jordans on, and everybody hyped about the shoes, and all of a sudden, you in the corner talking about, I don't like them Jordans, man. I don't like them, man. They could have kept those. And then on Tuesday, you come to school with the same Jays on. That's what that seemed like to me. You telling me I suck. You telling me we not good. You calling me the ain'ts, blase, blase. You're trying to steal the front office of the New Orleans Saints to come to your organization to make it better. You know what that's saying? That's saying that our organization is better than yours and you want your organization to be like ours. That is what that's saying. So what can a Falcon fan tell me? What can they tell you? What can they tell you? That that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like, come on, man. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that my shrimp Alfredo was too spicy, but you go home and cook it the same way I just made it for you. What are we doing? Stop that. Cut it out. That don't make no sense. Somebody please try to make sense out of that for me. That makes no sense at all. Like, you, can, you can't tell me nothing. Your GM, the person that is responsible for turning your team around, the guy who is responsible for bringing in free agents, the guy that is responsible for bringing in draft picks, was developed in a Saints facility enough for you all to be impressed by what he has given you in an interview for you to tell him that you're good enough to run the day-to-day operations of our franchise. There is not a damn thing a Falcon fan could say to me in the Florida Lee. Okay. There's nothing. Once again, you can say to me, or the Fleur de Lee. Nothing. Moving on. Dennis, thank you very much once again for the $5. Says y'all felt like uh, this in 2006 or no. All my football uh, fan friends are trashing on the Saints now that breezes out. I have faith. Look. <coughs> it's because they've been waiting on this. See, this is because for years, their team has been badly ranked. Think about this, folks. <clears throat> what other team in the NFC South has had injuries at the main position, the quarterback position, and can say and can tell you that the team was more successful, played more hungrier, and played more physical than when the starting quarterback was there? Who can say that? Can Tampa say it? Hell no. Can Carolina say it? Hell no. They cannot. How many changes at quarterback have we seen out of Tampa? How many changes at quarterback 
have we seen in Carolina when Cam Newton goes down? How many changes? What happened when a guy on defense or a guy on, on in the secondary or a running back goes down for the Atlanta Falcons? I can't say that about Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan pretty much consistent. But when he did go down and Matt Schaub came into the game, did the Falcons win? Hell no. This is what they're thinking. They think looking at their team and how their team has not been successful and how their team has fell, fell off because they're missing one or two pieces. They can't comprehend the structure of a well-oiled machine that is the New Orleans Saints. There's a reason why a guy like Janoris Jenkins goes on a show and plays for a completely different team, but yet will tell you that the best organization that he ever played for was the Saints. There's a reason why the Atlanta Falcons wanted to take away the New Orleans Saints front office. There's a reason why the Carolina Panthers went out here and got Joe Brady, who was in the Saints facility. There's a reason why they're running the same type of offense that the Saints ran. There's a reason why they went go get Teddy Bridgewater, who backed up Drew Brees. There's a reason why you had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going out here getting all these different guys to try to match firepower offensively with the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are the wave in the NFC South, and I don't care what anybody says. You can talk all day long if you're Carolina. You can talk all day long if you're the Falcons. Hell, you can talk all day long if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But one thing is true, okay? One thing for sure, two things for certain. Each team in the NFC South has been biting off the New Orleans Saints and has built and restructured their team to try to take down the New Orleans Saints. Every last one of them. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, damn it. That's all I got to say. Go ahead and prove me wrong. Goldface says, Falcon fan trying to tell the Saints fans something is like a bum trying to give a rich man advice on money. Exactly. It makes absolutely no sense. The Bucs won the first Super Bowl with Brad Johnson, a former Washington Redskins player. Yeah, that is true. That is true. That is, that is true. That is, that, is, that is so true. That's all, that's all I'm saying, man. That's the reason why. People ask me all the time. TJ, man, people be coming on the show. Man, Tampa fans be coming on. Falcon fans be coming on. Carolina fans be coming. Why you don't block them? That's the reason why. Because I know for a fact there's nothing that they can tell me. I can play this game. I can play it. I can play it who that nation. I can. I can go up here and I can rag on the NFC South teams till the cows come home. I can honestly... I can honestly rag on them to a point where I can shut them all up. Honestly, if you structure your team to try to take down another team, there's a reason why you're doing that. It's because that team has proven that they're successful. What can an NFC South foe tell you that can get you so mad to a point where you, you want to fight or you want to, you just want to like, like phoning in like who cares carolina once again built their team to be the new orleans saints they went go get teddy bridgewater right they got tommy lee lewis 
Hell, they got Tommy Stevens, right? They got uh, Keith Kirkwood out there. They got all these different guys. Joe Brady. What could they tell you? What can a Falcon fan tell you, folks? I'm just being real, man. I'm just being 100. What can they tell you? I just want people to understand this. I want you to understand. This, it's, it's like Mike Tyson going up against a five-year-old child, in my opinion, in a boxing match. It's, it's a wash. The Saints, over the last decade, has been more successful than any other teams in the South. Now, Tampa has won a Super Bowl in this decade, finally, but look what they had to do to get it. They had to basically sell their soul, you know what I'm saying, and and, and basically exhaust everything that they had. Had to have the greatest quarterback that ever put on a pair of cleats in some people's mind to come to their organization and invite his friends over. I would take that any day versus a team that from the time that they've got the coach Sean Payton has turned into one of the most efficient offenses and the most well-organized and structured teams in the NFL today. Can anybody up here as a Saints fan say to yourself that all hope is lost because Drew Brees is gone? Ask a Patriot fan that today. Ask them, do they feel that way today watching their team play? But do you feel like a Patriot fan felt last year? I guarantee you, you don't. Because you've seen with your own two eyes the New Orleans Saints be successful outside of the greatest quarterback that ever played for the franchise. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here, folks. Cedric says, Drew Brees owns every NFC South team in the league, and that's a fact he dominated all of them. If Jameis is good, we'll be fine. I agree. Hollywood Brown to the Saints, ha, 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 ha. No, I I don't like that. Nah, player, we still going to compete. Exactly. Awesome show. TJ, I'm here listening in the gym with the earplugs. Well, I appreciate that, Damian. Thank you so much for, for being a part of the show. Uh, Dennis, thank you uh, for being here as well, man. Thank you so much uh, for your donations as well. It says, I wish we still had Teddy Bridgewater. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is in Denver. All we can do is wish this man all the success in the world and um, just, you know, move on from there. Go say as hell to the no, no, no. Kai says, uh, Saints still a dominant team. Let the national media still sleep on us. We continue. Yeah, let them sleep. Let them sleep. Patriot fans have uh, all migrated to Tampa, such bandwagon bums. Yeah, you know, I said that earlier, you know, about the LeBron James theory. Yeah, LeBron James fans, right? They go everywhere LeBron goes. Guess it's the same way with the Patriots. Remember that again when the Patriots start winning, though. Dennis says, agreed. Play says, you can tell Jameis really wants to win. His face says it all. I agree. Hell no. I don't want no Teddy. <laughs> Tomorrow, not a fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Understand that, man. Probably want more. Mario Berner says, I said I am sorry. Uh, that's Nikayla. Nikayla, thank you very much for being here. But look, man, look. Final thought for the State of Saints podcast on this edition. It is very, very simple. All right, going back to what we were supposed to talk about with the topic of conversation was Michael Thomas. 
Michael Thomas isn't going anywhere, folks. Michael Thomas uh, is a is a record holder, 149 reception in one season, 1,700 yards. Got hurt last season, but Michael Thomas is going to ball out. He's been special since he got into the National Football League. Don't let one year of injuries uh, warp your mind and believe that Michael Thomas isn't good enough. He's a really good wide receiver. He has really good hands. He has really good feet. He's a guy that I would love to have on my team for years to come. He loves the city of New Orleans. He's passionate about playing football, and he cares about being the best. And when you have a guy with all those different combinations, you have a recipe for a guy that's going to be a legend in the in hearts and in the minds of all members of the Houdat Nation. So why would you want to remove a guy like that? We spent so many years trying to find a guy to replace a guy like a Marcus Coaston when he started to wear down. And finally, we got a guy that exceeds expectations, even expectations of that, of what we wanted from a guy, you know what I'm saying, from a Marcus Coaston. He, he's passed that up, in my opinion. The guy is special. Leave the guy alone. Stop buying into all of this nonsense. Stop buying into the rumors. Stop sending me these inboxes and emails talking about we're going to trade Michael Thomas. Stop sending me these articles because the articles are just there, in my humble opinion. No disrespect to any of the journalists out there, okay, the ones that are doing it right. But there is a gap in between many and training camp that there's very slow news going around because guys are resting and trying to get their minds and their bodies ready for the long haul of the season. So guys are trying to find some things to talk about. Let them talk about how Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are dysfunctional. Let them talk about the Cowboys today blue in the face. And hell, let's talk about, you know, what LeBron going to do in the offseason. What I care about is not about these rumor mills and this TMZ and this shade room type articles that they have coming out here trying to get us all scared and having barbershop conversations. What I care about is a healthy Michael Thomas, a young, hungry wide receiver core, and a young, hungry quarterback to throw on the football. That's all I care about. Don't care about what the new the media is saying. Don't care about what a Falcon fan is saying. Don't care about what Carolina or Tampa is saying. Focus on your team. Appreciate you here on the State of the Saints podcast. Love that you're here. Love the support. But at the same time, all I care about is results. And as long as those results or good results, I don't care. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for being here. Feels good to be back at home, man. I'm excited, man. Back from vacation, man. I'm hyped. I'm excited to get this season started. Uh, last week, I was supposed to have an interview with Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints and also from the Hudak Confessional. He was on the show before. It's going to be on the show this week. Um, I'll definitely uh, put that information out once I talk to him about a date and a time. So you do not want to miss Ross Jackson, man. One of the most humble and, man, one of the best uh, guys out there, man, that's doing it right now. Shouts out to Ross. All those guys out there that's, that's going hard, that's trying to give you the right news, not caring about trying to be on, not trying to care about being a superstar, not just trying to feed you a bunch of nonsense, but trying to give you all really good passionate saints talk and that's all we care about man but subscribe to the youtube channel and before you get up out of here make sure that you give your boy a golden thumbs up uh, tell everybody that you like the, the the video like the podcast go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up go to facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast uh youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast for those that want to subscribe Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM, 
And of course, the show, once again, is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off on your purchase. Thank you all so much that commented, those that donated, those that support the State of the Saints podcast, making this show what it is. I love you all from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you all for your support. All the day ones out there, all the day 701s. Thank you very much. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>